Welcome to Brooks Driver's Permit Study Guide. I'm your host, Michael J. And this podcast is designed to work in conjunction with the California Driver's Handbook from 2023. So let's go ahead and get started. So we're going to start on page 11, section 5. Now your health may affect your driving. The one thing to think about and remember when you're driving is that it's all about being able to see or recognize the conditions and what's going on on the road and your ability to make the correct decision and then physically move the car in the right direction or take the right action at that point. So your vision obviously helps you notice hazards and different types of lighting, judge distances and adjust to traffic, read roadside. You must be able to hear horns, sirens, motorcycles, screeching tires, etc. And it is illegal to wear a headset or earplugs in both ears while driving. Now, fatigue and drowsiness can affect your vision and increase reaction time to hazards. Physical and mental, you must be alert to quickly decide the correct course of action in any type of traffic situation, including unexpected ones. Now, medications, prescription and over-the-counter medications can make you an unsafe driver. Some medications can make you sleepy. It is your responsibility to know the effects of the medications you take. The medications should have or warnings on the bottles that they're in, the packaging to let you know if there's going to be an impact to your ability to drive. And if you have any questions, particularly regarding any prescription medications, be sure to check with your pharmacist. Now your health. Physicians are required to report patients who are at least 14 years old to the DMV if they believe you have medical conditions that may affect your ability to drive safely, such as lapse of consciousness. All right, controlling the vehicle. To control your vehicle, it is critical to keep both hands on the wheel whenever possible. Hand-to-hand steering. So use this method when steering. Start with your hands at 9 and 3 o'clock or 8 and 4 o'clock on the wheel. Do not cross your hands over the middle of the steering wheel and keep your hands in these positions even when making turns. Now continuing with the next set of topics, we're going to go through steering, horns, signaling. Page 12 talks about hand over hand steering. Now that's when you are making a turn and you need to continue to rotate the steering wheel in a direction. So you really don't want your hands to cross over each other because you want to have control. So what the guidebook says is that when you're steering and you turn at low speeds, or if you need to recover from a skid, use use this method. So start with your hands at eight and four o'clock. So imagine a clock and where your hands would be at the eight and the four o'clock position. And then if you're going to the right, you take your right hand and reach to the opposite side to where the left hand is. Let go of the steering with the left hand, grab with the right, rotate it, and then put your left hand back where that spot is. In terms of when hand steering, there are only two situations where you may actually use one hand. One is when you're turning back to back up. So if you're backing up and you're looking over the seat behind you, you'd have to use your left hand at the 12 o'clock very top in order to steer. And then also if you're operating the vehicle and it requires you to remove a hand from the steering wheel, then you have to steer with one hand. So assume there's some type of emergency or something, or maybe you're eating an ice cream. I don't know, but that's why. In terms of signaling your horns and your headlights, signaling. You should always signal when you turn, change lanes, slow down or stop. So you can signal by using the signal lights or using the hand and arm positions. And again, if you have your left arm straight out, it's a left turn. If you bend it at a 90 degree angle, it's a right turn. And if you bend it at a 90 degree angle going down where your palm is facing the back of your vehicle, that's to slow down. When should you signal? At least 100 feet before you turn. You must signal before every lane change. And if you're on the freeway, they want your signal to go for about five seconds 
before you change lanes. Give people a heads up. Now, if you're going next to a curb to park, you want your signal on. If you're moving away from the curb, they want your signal on. And they want you to signal even if you don't see other vehicles around you because you never know there's something you may not see. Now, if you're going through an intersection, but once you get through the intersection, let's say you're in the middle lane, once you get through, you plan to go right, you should go ahead and put your turn signal on in the intersection. And then after you cross the intersection, you can turn and remember to turn it off when you don't need it. Now for using your horn, you're supposed to use your horn to let other drivers know you're there or warn them of hazards. So use your horn to avoid collisions. I've done that before where someone's backing up in a parking lot and they hit me and I'll honk to let them know I'm there. It also says to alert oncoming traffic on narrow mountain roads where you cannot see at least 200 feet ahead. So I guess if you're driving on a really narrow road, you can give a couple honks before you come around the corner so that someone knows you're there. And as you know, when I had my Sentra, I would honk it so much that it actually died. And when they replaced it, it, it sounded like a little kid's beep. It was like beep, 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 beep. So it was pretty embarrassing. Okay, with that, we'll wrap up part A of episode one. And we'll pick up next time talking about headlights.